Hey everybody, it's Chet Czar for the Dark Art Society podcast. Happy New Year. Yes, 2019. Exciting. I have high hopes for this year. Last year was rough for a lot of people I know in the country and the world for that matter. So, uh, I don't know. I got a good feeling about this year. We'll see what happens. Every year I say that, so it could be worse than the last year. <laughs> but I do have a good feeling about it. Um, so I have some news for the show, some kind of sad news about the show. Um, Mike Carell has retired from the Dark Art Society podcast. He's retired as my co-host. And I am pretty bummed about that. He had, uh, had originally taken a sabbatical from the podcast while he sells his home and reconfigures his life to live out on the road in an RV with his family. And uh, the way he explained it to me, it, it's just a much bigger project than maybe he had realized and it's going to take him months to get settled and he didn't want to keep the um, podcast hanging waiting on him and he's also got new opportunities that this kind of new life on the road is going to bring to him so i think he wanted to you know have the opportunity to follow whatever path seems like the best path for him so he decided that he was going to leave <clears throat> it was totally amicable you know i didn't want him to leave but uh it wasn't weird or you know it's not like we got in a fight or anything we're still great friends and we're still going to work together as well in the future um because I, I really like working with mike and i think he likes working with me uh he is going to come back on once he's settled in his new living situation. He's going to come back on as a guest and, and uh, you know, tell his story. So that'll be cool. But for now, you're just stuck with me. So what we're going to do for 2019 is I'm going to be hosting this by myself and mainly be doing artist interviews and i was thinking you know i'm not sure how it's going to go all i know is that i'm going to keep doing the podcast i'm going to keep it going i'm in this for the long run so um uh it's probably going to be mostly artist interviews because those seem to be like the most popular episodes and people like to hear the artist interviews and i know a ton of great artists so there's no shortage there now for as far as doing the topic episodes that Mike and I used to do, I was thinking I may get um, like a co-host, like a guest co-host, a friend of mine, artist friend of mine that might have some um, information on the subject at hand or whatever. So we'll try that out. You know, maybe I'll get another co-host. Maybe I'll just keep doing it by myself. I don't know. I just, I mainly want to keep going with it and see what organically develops you know maybe there will be some amazing experience i have with a guest and they want to guest host with 
with me and we'll change it to that. But for now and the foreseeable future, I'm just going to be doing it by myself. And um, uh, let's see what else. I'm probably going to do these like an introduction, pre-recorded introduction like I'm doing now and then <clears throat> have the uh, the interview after that, kind of like the way the WTF podcast with Mark Marin goes. I mean, not like I'm ripping up, ripping him off, but I just think without Mike and us to chat before we interview the guest, it's going to be weird. It just felt weird the few times where I was kind of talking and introing the guest by myself while they're sitting there on camera waiting to be called into the conversation. So I'm just going to do my intros as a pre-recorded bit. And then um, when I record the interviews with the artists, I'll just start from, hey, how's it going? And go from there rather than the big introduction. So I do, I'll do my introduction on this part. And let's see. I don't know. It's uh, it's the, it's a bummer to lose Mike, <clears throat> but it's also an opportunity to maybe change things up and and grow the podcast and see how it goes you know try some new things so we'll just kind of see how it goes as always your comments and suggestions are welcome um so yeah if you want to comment uh below the recording or wherever you're listening to to it or on facebook or whatever feel free or on the patreon for that matter um yeah so Thank you, Mike, for your help in getting this podcast going. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have done it if he wasn't there to um, help me do it. So I appreciate him helping me make this happen. Um, and so thanks for all your hard work. And I wish you luck out on the road. And let's talk about the guest. I am super excited about this guest. I wanted the first episode for the new year to be a really good one. So I wanted to start the year off right. So I am excited to bring you an interview with the amazing tattooer, Nico Hurtado. You may know him from LA Inc. I think he was on LA Inc. Uh, he's super successful tattoo artist, really great, amazing, realistic, realist portrait tattooer, probably the best in the world. I don't think there's anyone better than Nico when it comes to realistic color portraits. Um, so we had a really <clears throat> great conversation. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. We've gotten to know each other through the years and I've just, I've always kind of felt connected to him. We just have a good rapport, but you know, maybe he's like that with everyone. Cause he's just such a nice guy, but, um, yeah. So it was a great podcast here and you're about to hear it right now. So one more thing I'm going to say, don't forget the Patreon, patreon.com slash dark art society. If you can pay a buck a month, it would be awesome. Keep me running this thing. Keep, keep me getting, good guests like Nico on, uh, you know, if everyone who listened paid the buck a month, that would be, that'd be a lot of bucks. 
and it would allow me to do more. And especially now that I'm doing it by myself, <laughs> it's that much harder and that much more work for me. So, um, you know, if you, if you can, that's great. It helps um, keep the podcast free for everyone if you can donate. Uh, and if not, if you can't afford it, then um, sharing is great, you know, trying to get the word out. I think th the podcast is really great. I love this podcast. I think the guests we have on are, are excellent. And um, so I want it to get out to as many people as possible. So if you can like, rate, share, all that sort of thing, it would be much appreciated. So anyway, happy new year, happy 2019. Let's do it. Whatever we were, we haven't done that we've been wanting to do, let's do it this year. I know you can do it. And I know I can do it. I'm going to do it too. So we're going to do it together. So anyway, now check out my interview with the one and only Nico Hurtado. Hey, Nico, what's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. It's so good to talk to you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. I'm, I'm excited to be on here. Thank you. Oh, th I'm excited to have you on. I've been, like I said, you're on my top list of top guests. You're the man. Cool. The, oh, the nah, man. man. Thanks. I'm honored, man. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of your artwork forever and, you know, all the things you've done. So, like, for you to ask me to be on here, I'm excited. It's cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, when, when did we meet? Was that, like, on MySpace, I think? Yeah, I think I met you on MySpace. <laughs> sure. You know what's funny, man, is I have a folder of um, probably like, I don't know, man, 15 years ago, eight, maybe 13 years ago, 14 years ago. But I have a folder of like artists and paintings that I like, I took off of MySpace. Like, you know how you could just drag the JPEG right. and they're just like inspiration photos. Mm -hmm. And I have like old paintings that like I was going through it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember like I saved <laughs> that one because I was like, oh man, I love that painting. You know, and I, I remember it was a painting and I think I've told you about it. It's a, it's a fat guy's face with rabbit ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. I don't know why, like the pink color. People stuff, love that painting. Important. It's like a weird, obscure one, but uh, uh, yeah. wannabe, it's called wannabe. Yeah, 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 it's a cool one. It's a cool one. I like it for sure. Maybe that's why, that's why I liked it, because I'm a wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, remember, I remember contacting you on MySpace, and it was before, I, I mean, this was, this was a long time ago, like, I don't. I don't even know how many years ago it was when MySpace was big. However long yeah. it was, yeah. and I remember seeing your tattoos and going, "Holy shit!" And I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really aware of the whole tattoo scene at that point. And I just thought these are like the most amazing tattoos I've ever seen. And then I contacted you. I'm like, I'm not an expert on tattoos, but these are like the most amazing tattoos, right? <laughs> like asking yeah. you if, if your tattoo was as good as it actually was. And, oh, and I think that's how we, we started chatting because I just could not believe. I mean, your your stuff is unparalleled, man. I mean, if thanks, man. I'm sure everybody listening knows, but if you don't, uh, if you want to see the most amazing, tightly rendered, ultra realistic portraits, you know, Nico's Nico's the man, and he's a great thanks. painter too. Thanks, man. I um yeah no I mean uh, you know. I, I didn't like tattooing has been just like a great blessing for me. So um, I, I actually real quick, just the interruption. Okay. Yeah. The way we were talking about the messages, they kept popping up. So it distracted me. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I was just like, oh man, it would, I never get, cause I changed my phone number like a, maybe a year ago. Uh -huh. And, um, 
I like, it's not as busy. And I'm like, yeah, uh, it would be the time I do an interview right. that like my <laughs> messages go off. But no, man, I remember, um, I remember looking at your stuff and I, I remember talking to you a little bit here and there. I mean, that's when I really made a lot of, uh, you know, connections within like the art world and, you know, just tattooing. And it, it really was, I think I was, when I first got on MySpace, it was like, I was tattooing maybe three years. Oh, so, really? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it was in the very beginning. So, <laughs> yeah, but your stuff, yeah. at three years, your stuff was like amazing. Thanks, I mean. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. I, so, I, I mean, you may have answered this this question many times uh, in interviews, but for, for uh, my audience here, I mean, when did you start pro- tattooing professionally? How did you get into it? You know, were you always um, into art when you were a kid? All that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so like ever since I can remember, I was drawing, you know, um, I mean, yeah, since I was a little kid, I drew and I was just always like a curious person. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of more what I see now looking back is I'm more like a deconstruction kind of person. Like I like to reverse engineer things. Mm-hmm. So like when I was little, I would always be taking things apart. Like yeah, I used to do that too, man. Yeah. I used to take I everything apart. Well, I think that's part of being like an artist as well. Like you want to know how things yeah, work. Exactly. You're like, what makes that work? And then I would break so many of my toys because of it, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, fuck, dude, I broke it. And I just wanted to see how it worked, you know? Yeah. But um, it's funny because my son, he's exactly the same. Like he's like, he doesn't really want to play with toys. He just showed me like a minute ago. He like goes on YouTube and he's like made an origami frog that can like hop, you know? And he's just all into like all these things. Like he's more interested if we buy him a box for Christmas that he can like cut up and make into some kind of little fort (laughs) then then like an Xbox. Dude, that that is so crazy because my my granddaughters came over, they're seven and eight and the eight-year-old's like the the hardcore artist, like she yeah. loves to draw and paint, and yeah. she, of course we spoil her. She got all these great toys, yeah. and then what did we end up doing that day? I was, yeah. I built her. Me and her built a kitchen out of the cardboard boxes, exactly by cutting stuff up Isn't and drawing. That crazy? It. I know, I know. It's 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 like a it, the creative mindset, I suppose. You know, what's cool about that is that like that. I guess that doesn't die even in the era mm-hmm. of technology. It just doesn't die. You know. So so yeah. So as far back I can remember is I, I was like that. And then, um, you know, I drew and stuff like that. And, you know, just my whole life, I just was more gravitated towards art and and, and just anything. Were, were, you, were you like the best artist in your class in school? You know, I mean, to be honest, I, I think in elementary I was yeah. and maybe in junior high. But in high school, like, you know, my parents divorced when I was in high school. Mm. And I think that really threw me down a road of like, I just didn't care. Like I was more rebellious. And right. that's when I really kind of like, just rebelled against the, I guess, the system of school. And I think, honestly, that was my blessing. I know it sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but it was my blessing because I feel like I'm not so um, stuck into a program in my mind because, you know, a lot of people I know and I've known my whole life, they have this system and idea of like, this is what life is supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to work and I'm supposed to do good in school right. and I'm supposed to fall in line. And I think early on, I broke that mold. And in high school, I wasn't the best artist. The, the shitty thing is, is one of my real good friends, this guy, Ronnie Sanchez, that we helped learn how to tattoo. He was like airbrushing cars for like Lowrider magazine. Like, I mean, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of cars, wow. like, like $150,000, like, you know, old 1950 bombs. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he was doing this in high school and the cars he was painting were becoming like, um, that's amazing know, in high school. Yeah like, yeah. like the car of the year. So this guy, wow. was supposed, yeah, he, this guy was supposed to go on. Like we were always compared to that guy, you know, right. and, and he was so talented, 
But I don't think like this is one thing I've, I've kind of seen, too, is like I don't think I'm the most talented person at all, man. Like I, I just know that at one time and I think it's different in different ways now, but I just would outwork people. You know what I mean? I was right, just, yeah. I was willing to work harder and yep. do more and it, it really wasn't work to me. It was exciting. Like I just wanted to learn. So, you well, that's know, what, um, just to interrupt you real quick, I think what, that's what um is more, you know, pe- the, the idea of talent is kind of overrated. It's like people always say, oh, you're so talented, but it's like, man, I work my ass off to be able to do what I do. And I'm yeah. sure it's the same with you. It's like most sure. people that are really good are really good because they have busted their ass to get there and they weren't yeah. naturally that sure. good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have of like course. an inkling of talent. There's yeah. enough to build on and you could build it as far as you want. Yeah, it, you it's know? so true. And, and some people have to work harder at it, right. but I feel like the people that I've, I mean, if you meet someone that's insanely talented and does have that work drive, I mean, that's a force to be. Right, right. But like, you know, a lot of people that I've met growing up that were like that kind of artist, they just kind of, I, I could tell they didn't have a love for it. Like right. the same Yeah, way, you got to have the love, so man. Yeah, yeah. Because that's going to push you through during the times you don't want to practice. For you know? sure. But if you sure. love it. It's 100% true. You know? So that's kind of, that's kind of what. So in high school, I wouldn't say I was the best because I definitely wasn't. Um, I remember one of my good friends in high school, and I don't know how good of a friend he is now thinking about it, <laughs> but I remember I was like showing him my drawings and he's like, yeah, that's cool. But you know who's really good? This guy, Ronnie. And I was like, man, <laughs> that's lame. You. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so, you know, I was kind of like labeled a loser in high school just because really? I didn't. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't do good in school. And, right. you know, I, I had kind of had a up, hard upbringing and yeah. I don't think anyone knew the background of what I was going through right. in that time of my life and my home life. And so I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I was dumb. It's just I, I just couldn't. Yeah, I just wasn't I wasn't having the same opportunity. And so and in some ways I wasn't like poor or nothing like that. It was just other things. And so, you know, um. Yeah, I didn't graduate high school. I took art center classes when I was in high school mm-hmm. for like two or three years with a friend of mine. Actually, the one of the guys that taught me how to tattoo, this guy, Mike Tomasi. And um, we we worked together tattooing for a few years. But I really owe a lot to that guy because he really helped me in a way where he had a car and he was driving down to art center and he offered to like, you know, take me with him because mm-hmm. I was going to I was from the desert and we became, you know, the best of friends. And you know, uh, we took these classes, man. We took like figure drawing. We took oh, like wow. illustration. We took like graphic design. And I mean, this was when like graphic design wasn't so much computers. Like you were cutting. Right. What, what, what years are you talking here? Like, I'm talking like 90, 97, 98, okay. 99. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. About years. So yeah, it was just high school classes at, at, yeah. on the weekend. But, you know, and then I didn't even take advantage of that, dude. There was days that we would drive down there and we're like, fuck this. Let's go to Malrose or let's go to Venice. You know, so we would go down there and thinking back, I'm like, what a fool. Like I had all this knowledge. Yeah, that's how kids are, man. That's how you are when you're a kid. For sure. But but one thing, you know, I I did like in high school, I failed art. You know, I failed my art classes. Wow. um, But I did do the the classes I wanted to do or or the I guess the projects I wanted to do. But I wouldn't do the other projects that they, you know, school is just about completing the work. Like it isn't really about the skill. Right. And so um, I didn't complete the work, you know, but my art teachers were always really good to me and they always believed in me and they always try to really put that effort to push me. And so um, I even had a uh, I had a really great uh, high school art teacher's name was Mr. Samuels. 
And he, he was a great teacher. And then there was another teacher. His name was Mr. Coombs. And, um, you know, this dude, one day I didn't go to school and he didn't know what I was going through in my own life. But my friend had told me that I used to go to art center with that. He told the whole class that I would never amount to anything, that I was a loser. Really? The whole class. Holy bro, shit. Was, yeah. But he doesn't realize that I just didn't have a ride. Like I, I that is up, so shitty. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, man, that was the first time anybody ever treated me like a man because I went to school the next day after he told me, and I remember I walked into the back room and I closed, it was like an art room mm-hmm. with like all the supplies. And I walked in the back and I opened the door and I closed the door and I just said, Hey man, like, why are you talking shit on me when I'm not wow. here? And the dude, like he was like the wrestling coach and he was an amazing artist and he was a little young. He was probably like 25. Uh-huh. And so he like full on shook my hand and apologized. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was kind of mind blowing, you know, and yeah. I, I just told him, dude, you don't know what I'm going through. Like, you don't know my life. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, I, he respected that, you know, That's and awesome. it's crazy to see that. And we never became friends or got close or anything like that. And, you know, but, um, but yeah, man, that was like a, a, a crazy time. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, I worked construction for two years or three years after high school. Cause I didn't graduate, figured I was never going to do anything with art. Then the same guy, <laughs> Mike opened a tattoo shop and I, um, I went on to, uh, learn from him and apprentice from him. And wow. it was literally one day to the next that my life changed. Really? That's yeah. That's yeah. Your, your story is so amazing. So you grew up in the desert. Well, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley and then okay. my parents divorced and yeah, my high school life, I was in the desert and that's like the most important time because you're getting out of your adolescence, becoming right. an adult. But, um, for my whole life, I've always went from San Fernando Valley to, to the desert and back and forth. Oh, okay. So I really feel like, I'm kind of both you know i feel like uh both areas are kind of who i am so. right right because I, I was gonna yeah. say it didn't see it doesn't seem like there's probably a lot of employment opportunities in the desert as much as in the big city right yeah not at so all with someone with you know high school dropout there's not a lot of possibilities really i mean i mean dude target wouldn't even hire me so yeah, like it's <laughs> And look yeah. at you now. It's just so amazing. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy because Target not – or I mean like you know, having a normal job, like construction obviously would. And I hated it, man, like getting up at 4 in the morning oh, yeah. and driving That's to brutal work, man. It was horrible. But yeah, I mean it, it's been – like tattooing was a blessing because obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of people up here. I mean people get tattooed everywhere. So I worked at a walk-in shop and, you know, people would come in at midnight on Saturdays and, you know, they're probably drunk or tweaked out or whatever. And, you know, I tattooed a lot of people, man. And people knew I drew my whole life. So that added to the tattoos because it was like everybody knew that I drew. So they were like, oh, we're going to go get tattooed by him. And so it really, I had a lot of people that I knew and I tattooed a lot of people. Yeah. 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 So when you started tattooing, how how was it for you? Because I've tattooed a few times. And it's, yeah. just, and it's so hard. It was like I tried it a few times and because I, I was going to try and learn. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the two years it's going to take to get good at this. Of I course. could tell it's going to be really hard. I I can't afford to take the time off, to be honest. Yeah. No, you really totally need to true. you need to put a lot of time into it. I felt and, like and two right now, like there's a lot of guys like you getting into it and yeah. um, just a lot of artists and academically trained people or people that have just a tremendous amount of uh, knowledge. And, uh, really it's, it's, it's really changing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I know, I, I know a couple a, of fine artists, yeah. oil painters that were, that have gotten into it and are pretty successful at it. Dude, they're killing it. Yeah. Killing yeah. It, changing it. Yeah. Bringing in like that whole knowledge and, you know, from schooling and stuff. So it's really interesting, but, um, yeah, out the gate for me, uh, 
You know, man, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I have so many stories. I'm sorry, but like, oh, no, um, go, feel free. <laughs> you know, when I started tattooing, I was a tattoo in about four months, and I took a, a, a seminar from a guy, Guy Atchison. Oh yeah, he's awesome. He, he, he's amazing. He's a cool and guy. And so, too. for sure. And so he he gave me some good info, and then I took a. I took another seminar from this guy, St. Mark, and um, I got to watch him tattoo. And he looked at my portfolio and my portfolio was horrible. I was tattooing four months, but my drawings were, you know, decent. They were just like, you know, uh, graphite drawings mm-hmm. with like portrait portraits. And he was like, hey, how come your drawings are great, but your tattoos suck? Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I was like well, tattooing so hard, yeah. you know? It and is. he was like, well, it's, it's, how is it any different than what you're drawing? And I was like, well, it's so different. And I'm yeah. like, well, and, and and basically the advice he gave me was that it wasn't and that I needed to go back to my shop when I went back from the convention and approached my tattoos like my, like I would draw it and really get rid of any any kind of like rule that they gave me. And so I got tattooed by him and it was really mind opening and eye opening to, to what was possible. And so really that was like a definitive time in my career because I went back and did exactly what he said mm-hmm. and I did my first portrait and it wasn't the greatest thing, but then I did my second, my third. And then within a year and a half, I did like a tattoo that kind of set my place in my community, mm-hmm. you know, and it was this Batman tattoo a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. And I, I had done like 50 hours for free on my friend and we would go to the shows and show people. And I, I you know, no one knew who I was and I wasn't even trying to be in front of it. I just wanted to be, respected in my work. Right. And, um, that really changed the the pace of my career, but man, to be honest, like I, I really do believe that I'm supposed to tattoo and that this is what I'm supposed to be doing because when I got my apprenticeship instantly, I was booked three weeks. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and it was like, I just felt like it's always been something that I was meant to do. Like even with doing the color realism stuff, like I wasn't that kind of artist or anything. I played with colored pencils, but like I never painted. I never really knew anything about color. Wow. It was just really intuitive. And uh, I don't know, man, I really feel like this is kind of the direction I was supposed to be going. I'm sure that you feel the same way, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I Yeah, I, it took me a while to get to this point. You know, I, went, I got into effects and in a way I was sidetracked from my real passion, which was oil painting and creating yeah. fine art. But, uh, you know, anybody as good as you, you can tell it's what you're meant to do. When you're that good at something, it's like, you know, you just have to see one of your tattoos and it's like, yeah, this is what he's meant to do. Thanks, man. You know, and, and, it, and it, it's just like, <clears throat> it seems like, I don't know, the timing with tattooing was perfect for you as well. Yeah, right? it was. It was. It was because it was like two or three years before the TV shows. Right. So like I had two and two or three years to kind of, get to know this, this craft. Right. And then, and then as soon as the TV shows hit, you know, it it was like everything lined up for me in in a nice way. And and I'm super fortunate because I didn't know Kat, but Kat and me had started talking on MySpace, you know, like, yeah. And what started, a lot of people don't know this, but the first time I met Kat was on television. Really? Yeah. I didn't know her. She (laughs) actually, I mean, she pretended like we were friends and, you know, we became friends, but like, you know, she had did a uh, Bride of Frankenstein and then I had did a Bride of Frankenstein. It was around the same time. And I remember writing her and saying like, oh, that Bride of Frankenstein is really nice. And she was like, oh, yours isn't so bad either. Uh-huh. And then like the conversation <laughs> started from there. But, you know, I had gotten tattooed by Bob Tyrell at True Tattoo and she was working there in Hollywood. And uh, Bob's awesome. 
yeah, we did it. Yeah, Bob's amazing. He's like the best person ever. <laughs> and he's he's so cool and he's so good. Yeah. It's it's so he's great. definitely like the idea of how people should be. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Just a happy dude. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you know, and so yeah, that's kind of like how the relationships and I created a lot of my relationships back then in MySpace, right. you know, and and I only created a MySpace after I quit the place I started at. I was working in my house. And I was tattooing my friends. And I was honestly, man, if I showed you where I started working, like on my own, like envision this, <laughs> a, a, a two a two bedroom place made of brick, okay? Uh-huh. With no central air, no central heating <laughs> in the middle of the desert, bro, I'm not even talking, on, on a dirt road. Wow. Like I was tattooing, bro. And I'm talking like, there wasn't, there was one cat log cabin home in front of me that was maybe like a hundred, a hundred yards from us. But then the next house over was like 300 yards. And then the next <laughs> wow. house over was like half a mile. So like I'm tattooing in the middle of the desert. That's and uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, I was busy, but like that's when I decided, hey, I'm going to make a MySpace. I'm here alone working. And uh, man, that kind of set the bar because then, you know, people like you seen my work and people like Kat. And then, you know, I met like I started following Husser and mm-hmm. I started connections with other tattooers. And it just really spiraled from there, you know? Yeah, and yeah. And then the TV shows happen, and I was lucky enough to get on that. I know. it's I, Until you brought it up, I totally forgot you were on TV because <laughs> I yeah, just know so you weird. now. And it's like, wow, that was a long time ago. Nico was on TV. Yeah, it's <laughs> years ago. It is weird, man. It's so weird. It's like a lifetime ago. It's, it's like, like the beginning of that whole TV thing, too. Yeah, it was like LA. I mean, it was Miami Inc. And then LA Inc. came in, and it was huge. It was, you know, what it, it is what it is. But that's when I met like Sean Barber. That's when I met right. Husker. I met so many people, man. And, and a lot, and like yourself, like all you guys have influenced me in such a way that like, it's been, it, it's like, you know, your heroes when you're young and, and a kid with a baseball card, you know? So <laughs> that's how I see you guys, you know? Oh. Like, And so it's, it's really cool. And, and like, even seeing like watching Hellboy and seeing like your creations on there and, Dude, that stuff's so like mind blowing to me, and, and and it's inspiration. Or going to the Guillermo del Toro exhibit and right. seeing your artwork there, like it's it's inspiring, bro. Oh, thanks, thanks. Well, I mean, I feel that way about you guys. I, I think, um, you know, I and I, you know, so, aside from just respecting the craft uh, that you guys do, and um, you know, not not being regarded as fine art like it should be. You know, it, it, it's it's more regarded as a as as an art now, but yeah. um, you know, it's it's I just don't see it as it's no different than any other type of fine art. You know, yeah. depending on you yeah. know depending on what you're doing, of course. Yeah, of course. But of course. but generally, it's it's a just a different medium. But um, uh, what the hell? Oh, <clears throat> I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, oh, it's okay. <laughs> we, we were just talking about fine art, and we were talking about tattoos, and yeah, you know, just uh, how yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was just uh, thinking how. Uh, man, I'm totally blank. Oh, don't worry. We can we can move on from this. <laughs> yeah, but no, no. No, I had a good point. Damn it! I do Here, this. Just, anybody that listens to the podcast, I do this at least once a podcast. <laughs> bro, that's me all the time. But it's because you you were thinking about so many things. You know, yeah. like I did this on the podcast the other day <laughs> when I was talking to you know the podcast I did a few days ago. I um I did the same thing, bro. And it's just that we're always thinking so far ahead yeah, and we're so yeah. scattered brain. I think it's just definitely you know, it's the artist brain the artist brain at work. For sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. I, I I okay, so I know what I was gonna say. I was you know, I respect what you guys uh do, but it's 
you know, I, I've t- this this podcast is primarily focuses on dark art, but it's not only dark art. I mean, I, I started yeah. it just to, you yeah. know, to kind of give it some, you know, try and get some legit- legitimacy behind it and explain to people For why sure. it's good and all this and that. But um, one of the things I really respect, aside from the craft from from you tattoo guys and girls, is that the uh, how you you your community is one of the biggest reasons that dark art has gained so much traction and become uh, uh, legitimate as an art form. Mm. Because when I started doing the tattoo, I've said this before in the podcast, when I started doing the tattoos, uh, the tattoo shows, um, showing my art there, it was like such a huge change for me. Because there it was like, my stuff wasn't too dark. It was normal for you guys. (laughs) You know, you guys, it wasn't even on the dark end of dark compared to stuff, some of the stuff you see at some of the tattoo conventions. And I believe that you know, be, because of the the uh, tattooing getting so popular <laughs> and the tattoo shows getting so popular, and it just going into kind of mainstream culture that it's really raised uh, the level of what dark art is considered. Yeah, and I know you sure. you're a big fan of dark art. I mean, I oh yeah, I went to your studio and when I taught that class at your at your at your yeah. shop, and it it looked exactly like the effects room of any shop I've been into. It looked like Rick That's Baker's cool. effects room. It looked, any, awesome. it's like we all have this kind of shared aesthetic. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting to see that same, all the same influences, but you know, you being in a, yeah. in a tattoo background, you know? Yeah, it's, it's interesting, man. I mean, I think that it, it's crazy because what I used to see at tattoo, like, so I, I, my first tattoo convention I ever went to was, I was 16 wow. and it was, it was thrown by, uh, you know, biker club. Mm-hmm. And it was the Ink Slingers Ball in Hollywood at the Palladium. And uh, it was so crazy because tattoo conventions, when I, what I knew of them was you had bikers walking around. You had like shirts with swastikas on them, bro. Like right. I remember there was a shirt and it was like guns. And it was like every gun like turned, <laughs> oh, you know, shit. every way made a swastika. <laughs> That's scary. It was, it was just, it, it was crazy though, because like, you know, then they also had like people that had all this, plastic surgery to look like a cat and like, you know, they had like basically what people would consider freaks, you know? And so you had like people with piercings, like thousands of piercings on their face. And it was when piercing was big and, Mm -hmm. you know, people walking around naked and did, it was just, it was a circus. Like, I mean, it was, it was cool, you know, and it was interesting and I had no tattoos, but I remember it was like bikers and like performers. And like, I remember one of the judges at the convention was like, um, Johnny Depp. And it was like, oh, wow. it was just a crazy situation. And, and what's really interesting is that, you know, um, to see tattooing, because that's where it kind of comes from. So like dark art obviously had its place because of people like Paul Booth and right. Robert Hernandez. And, you know, you had all these people that were doing like these, these really dark tattoos and, and, and bringing in something. I mean, people had like, I mean, people get pornography tattooed on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's right. just crazy, you know? And so dark art isn't going to shock nobody. You know, I know people that have their full face tattooed. So, right. I mean, that's, right, that, right. that's a dark life you're living, you know? Like, it's not even about the art, man. I mean, these guys are going into society and not caring about anything. Right. And, and it's, it's funny to me because one of my friends is a guy that has his whole face tattooed. And, um, you know, we don't talk often, but it's really interesting and it's intriguing to me because like I'll show everybody him. I'm like, uh-huh. this dude. and he's like a good looking Hispanic dude, uh-huh. but he like totally changed his whole face. Wow. And it's like, dude, this is insane, you know, but that's tattooing, you know, <clears throat> tattooing are people that 
want to live on the fringe of society for a long time. It was like that. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to be a part of the norm. And I think for it to adapt artwork, like for us, for people like myself that love art and understand that like art has always been controversial, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, you know, I think that that's a natural gra- gravitation for me and to want to connect those things because I'm both of those things. Like I love fine art right. and, and like Bouguereau and all these beautiful painters. Mm-hmm. But then I also love the dark things like, you know, I don't know, like, like I like Catholicism and the idea of it, but I also like the idea of Satanism and I like <laughs> all these things that are right. just polar opposite. You yeah, know? Well, and, we, we were just talking about this on the, on uh, I think last podcast, maybe about, uh, how there's such a dark art element in Catholicism, for, you know, for sure. kind of take an outsider's view of it, just with for Christ sure. on the cross yeah. and just yeah. the, the intense vibe of Catholic yeah. churches. It's like, it's really yeah. Oh, yeah. closer to, to dark art than like Thomas Kincaid art, really. You know for sure, I mean? man. It, you know, for sure. I mean, by far, you know what <laughs> And I mean? all the people I know that are into like the satanic stuff were raised Catholic or like really Christian, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> I find it intriguing because it's like, in order for you to believe, and I'm not, I mean, I would say that I believe in God, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have the the idea of like any kind of religion. I just believe yeah, in people here. and God, you know? Yeah. But it's intriguing to me the the whole psychology to, you know, how Catholics believe in God. But if you believe in God, you believe in Satan is right. just as much. Yeah. Like it's an equal thing, yep. you know, because you believe he exists. So yep. it's like that belief makes him just as real as God. Right. You know, and it's such a <laughs> fucking crazy thing because they, they, I don't think they even acknowledge or admit that. Do you know they, what I'm saying? They probably don't even realize it. They probably nah, don't think about don't. it that deeply. That's, that's the problem with um, being indoctrinated into religion at an early age is that you don't stop and think about what it is you're, you're believing and why. It's just yeah. because that's the way it is. That's the way you've been raised, and that's the way the fa- your all your peer group and family the, is. That's just know? the facts. You know? Yeah, for sure, for so, sure. It's really crazy, man. Yeah, but yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about your painting because you're, you know, of course, you you come out painting these amazing paintings. <laughs> um, I had the honor of of showing with your Actually, first it was solo my show. Honor. My <laughs> honor because, and I got to tell you this: someone told me this a long time ago. Like, I have to give you a lot of credit, man, because I, I had that solo show. But for you to have a show that was in another room at the same place, just thank you, you know, for letting me be a part of that. Because you were you're established and you have your 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 group and, and the people that believe in you in fine art and and doing your thing. And so for me to be able to do that is a huge honor, you know, and, and I just I don't think you. I probably have told you, but it, it just thank you for letting me borrow a piece of that to to, to give me in that my history oh. or part of my life, you know. Wow. So well, you're yeah. totally welcome. It was you know it was my honor to, when um, I don't know how it came about. I don't know if Gary suggested it or what. Yeah, it was uh, but, Gary. Yeah, but I was yeah. like, you know, hell yeah, that's a great idea. I love that that's idea. Cool. And then you yeah. just killed it with these paintings. They're just Thanks, amazing. So I mean, how how did you? How did you start painting? I, I, I you did you paint with Husser? Yeah. Did Husser teach no, Michael Husser no, so, teach you some so, stuff? Or? So what happened with painting is um, the first two painters I had really seen that were close, like close enough to obtain mm-hmm. for me um, was Sean Barber and Jeff Gogway. Right. You know, oh, so right. Jeff, yeah. Yeah. Jeff Gogway was painting so much, and right. you know, we had we had become friends, 
um, but he had insulted me. And so then I <laughs> we had a really great conversation and then we became really close funny. It was re- and it was really amazing, you know? And, and so we became friends and, and I remember asking him like, man, how do you oil paint? And he was like, like Nike, he was like, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, tell your, just tell yourself you got three hours and just do it. Yeah. So my very first painting I ever did, I gave to Jeff. You know, oh, and it was cool. like this little devil. Like I, it was like this devil with like this blood coming out of its mouth. Totally dark art. Mm-hmm. That's like what I gravitate. Anytime I can put blood in something, I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> Tattoos, whatever. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm like, that shit's cool. <laughs> but um, you know, and then I, I remember Sean Barber was living in San Francisco, and I wrote him on MySpace. Same mm-hmm. thing. And and Sean Barber is such an amazing human being. Oh, he's he's so giving with knowledge. He's incredible, man. Well, dude, I didn't even know him. And right. I, I told him and I said, hey, man, I really want to learn how to oil paint. And he re- literally wrote me back. If you fly up here, uh, I'll teach you. I'll show you. <laughs> so and awesome. so I was like, oh, fuck, we're flying. So me and Joanne, <laughs> my girl, flew up to San Francisco and I was sick as a dog. I ended up getting sick on the trip. But I ended up staying up all night and, and painting like self-portrait with Sean and mine sucks. Mm-hmm. But I still have the one Sean did because he had given it to me. And um yeah, man, he really took the time out. And so that was kind of the the opening door. And then when I was doing LA Inc., I had the opportunity from this guy, um, Dave Hill. That, oh, yeah, uh, I know Dave. Yeah, that Dave Hill that uh, was on LA Inc. with Corey Miller. And then we were going to go paint at Corey's, I mean, at Huster's house. So we all ended up going over, I think it was maybe Dave's suggestion or whoever. But we ended up going to Huster's, and then that's how my relationship Okay. He came, came forth with Huster. So Huster started painting every Sunday or Monday at like nine o'clock at night. And I live in the desert right. and uh, I would drive down there, man, and paint till three, four, five in the morning with them from live model. And I did that for, it would be like for like three or four years it happened and it oh, would happen wow. like two months, right. you know? And so he never, I, I can't say Huster ever like, like was like, Hey, you do this or right. you do this. He gave us, I had taken a class from him. I paid for a class and I took a workshop. So I was able to ask him questions after I had already been painting at his house mm-hmm. because I wanted to be able to ask him, you know, right, like, right. I felt like I couldn't ask him. In yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be that way. Right. And so, um, just by him fixing things on my paintings right. and like just mixing certain colors and learning, I think it became, I mean, really, man, now I feel like I probably learned the most from him because of the time I spent in his space. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel I have a lot of gratitude towards him and a lot of respect. You know, I think that uh, just the, the way he is and, and I kind of like that he's no bullshit. Like uh, he doesn't really feel like to me, like he really cares about the way people view him or or think or or he's just not going to do stuff to like do it, you know, right. so I have a lot of respect for him. And so I'm thankful. Painter. Yeah, I'm thankful for that time. Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned that um, about him f- fixing your your work because uh, Sean Barber yeah. um, invited me when, after I kind of got to know him just a little bit. He invited me to uh, do a painting session at his studio yeah. when he, when he was yeah. teaching, um, and I was really nervous. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. just it, it was a really great experience, but man, I was so nervous. I remember setting up my my travel easel. And it's like <laughs> falling over, and it's <laughs> so I was just like oh bundle of nerves. But anyway, I was painting from a model and then I could not get the likeness right. I just yeah. couldn't get it. And he walked over and he just goes, you mind? And I said, no, please. And he just took, he took my brush and he went, whoop, 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 like three little strokes yeah. and boom, yeah. it was there. And I was like, yeah. it just 
floored me. It floored me. Yeah. It's like, and he said, yeah. so, so, just to have the skill to know what was wrong with it for one thing, but then yeah. to know how to get it in just minimal strokes is really amazing. And that, that I feel like this, that one class, yeah. I learned more from that one session than yeah. I did years do trying other things and reading books and stuff, you know? And, and that's the whole thing, man. Like I, I feel like I've been really fortunate to, to even just seeing people like you paint in person or, you know, um, I watched like Alex Gray paint in person. Mm-hmm. I painted with him. Remember when we did those things, right. but you remember that the visionary stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there was one time I did it in Rhode Island and it was one of the craziest life drawings he, I had ever seen done because mm-hmm. he drew this model with the tiara that was on stage with acrylic paint on a white canvas and it was like every brushstroke was like a calligraphy line mm-hmm. and it was so like just intentional and, right. and this illustrative outline of a of what dude it looked exactly like her right and there was no sketch everything was just like right. oh and i'm like <laughs> what the hell so like yeah people like mike and like stuff like that dude is is really mind-blowing to me and um it really it you know what i love about that stuff is it's humbling to oh, a point yeah. where it's like, man, I, I want to learn more, you know? And so, you know, um, yeah, man, I really, I really respect Mike, like letting me into his, into his little dreamland mm-hmm. so many times over years. And then I, I got to give credit to, to yourself and, and, and Sean and, and Mike again, because my little brother started painting and, um, you know, Sean, like he was inspired by you a lot. I remember I bought that painting. For yeah. Him. You came over to my house and yeah. <laughs> bought a painting and for I, him. And I bought it for him at the very beginning of his paint, of his drawing and painting. And I bought it for inspiration. I was right. like, I'm buying you this to inspire you <laughs> to so continue. Cool. Well, to continue your, yeah. your, 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 you know, where you're going. And Sean has really taken him, taken him under his wing and, and really helped him a lot. And they're really close. And oh, I cool. remember asking Mike, Hey Mike, would you ever teach me more about painting? And he told me straight, he's like, I won't teach you, but I'll teach your little brother. And I was like, you <laughs> what? know what? Like, Why? Well, no. <laughs> I think I think the thing with my brother that people love is that at the time he was probably like 20 years old. Right. And I think that I was already older, like 29, going to be 30. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the way people see him is like a little brother, like you can mold him and you can like make him kind of something of what you think. You know right. what I mean? And so. I, I, to me, I'm grateful for that because I love my brother. So oh, like yeah. He's information, awesome. yeah, he gets, I'm happy with that because he was working at Target when he started drawing at 19. That's crazy. And I, yeah, he was living with me and I told him, look, dude, I can't teach you how to be a mechanic. I can't teach you how to do any of this stuff. Like I, I do art. You know, I know that you don't want to do art, but you can learn how to tattoo and I can make a living. Right. That's better than working over here. Yeah, right. And um. And you know, man, he fell in love with it. Really, he like, wasn't interested in art, huh? He wasn't at all. His oh, whole what life. a trip! What a trip! Nothing. He's so yeah, good. He's, the, he's one of the. I I, yeah. I I told him after I saw him his work developing. I think he's he is like progressed faster than anybody I've ever seen at oil painting. Because he just he started from nothing, and he was like all of a sudden zero, doing these amazing zero, paintings. Zero. Yeah, and, and it's crazy because like people will. This is point Matt, his, Matt Matt Hurtado. By Hurtado, the way. yeah. yeah. Give him a shout. People will point his paintings out. Like in my room, I have like all kinds of painters, you know, and I collect like a bunch of stuff. And so they'll be like, "Who did that?" Right. And I'm right. like, "Oh, my brother did that." And they're like, "Can I touch it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go for it." <laughs> and so they'll touch it, and they're like, "What the fuck? The tape looks crazy." And you know what's right. crazy about Gary from Copro? Gary was like, "I didn't understand your brother's artwork. I kept wondering." 
why is he taping these things on the board? <laughs> until, until he's seen it in person at Golden State. It's a it's painting like, of tape. It's not yeah, tape, and then dummy. He was like, yeah, he was like, oh, shit. Now I understand what's going on, you know? So my brother took it as a huge compliment because my brother, I think, for a long time was like, I don't really know why he doesn't really talk to me, but I think Gary just didn't realize that that's hilarious. That's what he was doing, you know. He so, thought it yeah. was like conceptual art. Oh, I'm going to tape this onto my yeah, painting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love the way. Uh, one of the things I love about the way your brother paints is how he lays his paint down. He really has like he uses a lot of paint, and he and it's yeah, like, I, I just noticed. I don't know. I think when I was at your shop, I was looking at one of his Lego guy paintings. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, I just was like, wow, he 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 lays the paint down like a real pro. Yeah, you know, he's, he's not like fucking around and noodling. It's like he kind of knows what he's doing. It was like really blew my mind when I see how far he'd come. Yeah, man, and he and he teaches now, and he teaches like an introduction to uh, painting, like to like tattoos and stuff. And he, you know, I'm I'm really proud of him, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you want your not only is my brother and he works with me every day, which I'm fortunate. And, you know, he's able to make his life about it. And right. that's a gift, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that we get to live. So, well, you, you got, know, whether, he's yeah. so nice, too. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. such a sweet guy. He Both is. of you are really the nicest people. That was one thing I wanted to bring up is one of the one of the reasons I'm so happy to see you so successful is that you're like one of the good guys made it, you know, because you're such a nice, cool guy. You're such a nice person. And your brother is such a why are you guys so nice? What do you attribute that to? Because you're really both very helpful to people. You're really friendly. You're just very positive kind of people. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, man, um, like I said, I had a hard upbringing, you know, and I think that I can turn people you know, the other way too, though. You know what I mean? I mean, but I think a lot of times, man, so, so there's, cause I'm always self-reflecting and kind of always looking at like, why I am, I mean, I'm sure you are the same yeah. way. That's part of just the mind of an artist, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I really started thinking about like, wh why is it that people tell me that on, on a regular basis? I mean, cause I'm really not that nice. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've learned how to be a lot more of an asshole in a lot of ways <laughs> because, you know, the one thing that, that is hard to deal with is when you're too nice, you get taken advantage oh, it's of true, many, man. many times. I've learned and that lesson over and over. For sure. So I've learned how to be a lot more assertive mm -hmm. and I've learned how to be a lot more straightforward. Right. And really um, that's helped me with whatever, like I like all art, bro. Like, I mean, I even see business as art, you know? And so it's just yeah. an art and it's a game and it's yeah, like, absolutely, man, the same thing with every layer and every stroke and whatever, you know? So I, I, I've had to learn how to, do that. So self-reflecting, I just think I felt like a, I felt really low for a long time in my life, you know, and I deal with depression, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, and this is something I don't tell people. Cause I think like, I'm usually pretty happy and everything, mm -hmm. but you know, things will trigger my past to me. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you're told things as a youngster and you, you made these agreements, I guess, in your mind, um, that maybe you are like that. And then you're told that in high school by people's friends and parents and you're labeled this loser that it takes a long time for you to really start having more confidence about who you are. And, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, it, it's weird about like, it's not to be, it's not an arrogant thing. It's just, uh, you have to have self-worth. So Absolutely. I think that I am nice, but I understand how it feels to be told something you're not. So right. like when people come up to me and, and talk to me or, you know, and they're a stranger, I try to do my best to acknowledge them 
and also pay them the time that they deserve as a human being. Right. You know, be, because really, man, like that's what I love about painting and art. And and, and it was actually Kevin Llewellyn that had told me a long time ago that his his goal was to live 200 years, you know, like with his artwork, like past, like thousands right. or whatever it is, you know, however long his artwork lives for. Yeah. And, you know, with tattooers, you know, you're thinking about like if you ever listen to tattooer talk, they'll talk like, oh, man, this tattoo won't last 10 years. Right. Right. And it's like, dude, this tattoo won't last 100 years. Right. They're going to die. They're <laughs> going to die. That's they're a gonna good die. point. <laughs> so, 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 so just get over it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, what are you creating and what are you doing that's going to help generations? Right. You know, and so this is the mind that I have. And, and, and it's because of relationships that I've had with people like yourself that have made me think beyond just tattooing. Right. And so that, that's kind of where my head's at. And, and so I explain it like this with tattooing. This is my, my feeling. Tattooing is for my life, right? Like I do it to make a living. I do it because I love it, but I do it to add to my life. And, and it really has contributed to my life. Any painting I do, and I don't need to do a million paintings, but anything that I can, can get, like um, can obtain in my life mm -hmm. will add to my paintings and my death. Right. You know, because those are what will be left behind for whatever. And, and and that doesn't mean that it'll be remembered, but that just means that my kids can have it as an heirloom. Right. They can live on through them. You know, if I paint my girl or my kids, it's somewhere in the world. It's them. Someone can see it and be like, that was my grandmother. Right. Or, you know, if someone bought it, hopefully it ends up not in an antique store. Right. You know, <laughs> who knows if it does. But this is like my head, you know, or I can leave it to them and they can pass it on to their kids. And it's something that their grandfather made with his hand. Right. You know, yeah. I just, that's cool. You know, so. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. I mean, it's it's great having my dad's painting still, you know, it's 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 uh, kind of the ultimate family heirloom. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's his heart and soul. Right. It's his, it's his life's work. I mean, can you imagine holding your life's work in, in, in a single painting? Like this is what he dedicated his right. life to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many people can do that? Right. Right. And actually you have it, you know, yeah, it's really a gift. It's really a special, unusual thing. Yeah. It's, it's cool. So, so yeah, not so bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm, a, I assume that family's a bit very important to you. You seem like you're very family oriented. Yeah, I mean, it is, man. I um, I really love my family and I am like, it's funny because I've been reading this new book or I listen to, to audiobooks, you know, when I can. Mm -hmm. and, and and my goal is to listen even more this year. And, and they're really interesting with psychology and all this mm -hmm. stuff. So like, um, yeah, my, my so my girl works with me. Like I, I own my shops and, and I, so I own Black Anchor Hesperia, Black Anchor LA. And then I own um, this company called Anchor that does like stencil solution. And I have a couple of other uh, business ventures that I'm going into next year as far as like, you know, some tattoo products. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I, I, I help throw, uh, you know, Golden State. I'm a part of that. Yes. Uh, the Golden State Tattoo Expo. And then, um, but, but like, it's crazy because my girl helps me run my my shops i mean i don't pay the bills like she does all the billing right. i just can do my art stuff that's nice <laughs> like uh, the greatest thing is she's a huge contributor to my to my life because i've known her since i was 14 we've been the best of friends for our whole life and it hasn't been easy i mean right. life is crazy you know and it isn't perfect like that's not life right. but um you know she's been a huge contributor and i, I got to be thankful for her and, and, and give her thanks but you know my brother works with me 
And then my younger sister actually helps run my LA shop. She's oh, wow. 20, 21, Emily. And then my cousin Dan runs my desert shop. That's awesome. And he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like my older brother. We grew up in the same house. And so he, he runs my desert shop. And, um, you know, I'm sure last year you, you, you probably seen him running around the convention, mm-hmm. but I'm on to them this year. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, dude. So it is a family function and it is a family thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm always with my kids, man. Like I made my schedule yesterday for the whole year. Like I, I'm all about like trying to focus. Damn, I want to do that so bad. It's so hard yeah, for yeah, me to do. <laughs> you know what I did yesterday, man, is I took, I, I had a meeting with Nicole that works with me. You met Nicole. Yeah, yeah. And then I had a meeting with my girl cause I want my girl more involved with my business. I feel like if I can get her more involved, then I can, we can, we can build better. Right. And so, um, I just, what I did is I made a brief outline of like, Hey, these are the conventions I'm doing or that I might do. I want to mark them all out. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how many days I want to tattoo a week. This is what I want to do. Um, as far as like, um, I want to tattoo a week these days. I want to paint these days. And I just outlined everything to all the way to 52 weeks. You know what Crazy. I mean? Of the yeah. year. 52 yeah. So that's the goal is to be more structured. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that stress, man. I'm actually going to go out and buy all my plane tickets. It's crazy, man, because I probably spend like 20 grand in plane tickets or right. more. Yeah. Yeah. But for me to buy two people's plane tickets all year right now, it's like five grand. Wow. Yeah, bro. So wow. like, planning, <laughs> like knowing I'm doing all this stuff, I'm just trying to be smarter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I need. I need to do that. I need to do it and stick to it. And it's probably, you know, it's, I think it's harder where I'm at because since I'm my own boss and I don't have a ton of people relying on me, whereas you have these businesses and people's livelihoods depend on it. You, you have to make sure that you're doing what you got to do. And I'm sure that requires a schedule, but I would benefit from that. I I have to do that. I'm going to try and do that this year. No, you know what I would do, man? Honestly, like there's, there's cause I like. I'm such a hippie and a weirdo. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a great book, you know, if you ever want to listen to an audio book, um, it's great if you're painting. I, don't yeah, know I, listen, you, I, I listen to audio books all the time when I paint. I'm going to write So have down. you ever, have you ever listened to that book, the four agreements? Mm-mm. It's a great book, man. And it's just, it's, it's just going to teach you about your word and the power of your word and how you speak, you know, and mm-hmm. it's really a nugget of information, you know? So, so like, there's one thing, I'll give you, and I don't know how long, much long you have, but it's really quick. No one problem. last thing I can, or whatever, however long, I don't know how long you want to go. Cause I yeah. heard you're a long off or whatever, yeah. but like, um, I just, uh, instead of saying, I'm, I'm going to try to, this is one thing that's changed my life. Okay. Instead of saying, I really want to, or I'm going to try to do my schedule. I make P I, 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 and this is why I love teaching it, it. You have to say, I'm going to change, do, I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to, and, and, and really what it does is it makes an agreement in your right. mind that you're going to do Instead it. Instead of and, I'm going to try, it's like you just say you're going yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just be, you know, and, and it's weird because I feel like a lot of times <clears throat> I would say I want to do this right. or just say you're like this. I want to make a million dollars. Right. When you tell people I want to, it's almost like what I felt the reason I would do it is because I was telling them. So I wasn't boasting or sounding arrogant or making right. them weird. You know, it's almost right. like because of their feelings that you're being like, right. oh, like right. do it. But if you start saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to sell painting for a million dollars. Right, right. Dude, you're you're going to fucking find a way. Right, yeah. And so that, that's such a powerful thing to, to acknowledge. You know, and, and the way I can say it is it's like black magic. So like it was the same thing. That, that's what made me understand me in my history is like if you tell like a little kid 
hey man, your voice is ugly and you're annoying me. That kid's never going to be the most beautiful singer in the world. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. how that's how much power your word holds. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you, you have to acknowledge that in the way you speak to people and the way you speak about yourself. And I'm guilty of it still <laughs> because I'll be like, oh man, I need to work out. I right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I start speaking negatively about yeah, myself. Yeah. I have to acknowledge like the only way I can change it is the way I speak to myself and say things about myself. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, you know, I'm just reading. Do you know Damien Eccles, the guy who? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the the West, what was uh, the, uh, West yeah, Memphis yeah. Three guy yes, that yes, got yes, wrongfully yes. imprisoned. He just came out with a book. That, okay. That what's is, the book called? It's called High Magic. Oh, oh, okay. Let me. I did see it. Let me write it. Let me yeah, write it down. Yeah, and um, it's basically he said that you know his experience in prison was so horrific that the only way he was able to survive and subsequently get out was through the practice of you know mag magic, like ritual magic. Yeah. Yeah. And so he ba it's a short book. He basically talks about all the principles that kept, you know, saved him from dying in prison. Yeah. And one of the things I was just reading the other day was exactly what you're saying. It's like instead yeah. of, you know, the the way you word things is important. It's like yeah. it sends a signal to your brain. And it is magic. Yeah, it, it is. is. It really know? is. And it and is. at the core of, you know, magic, you know, ritual magic, whatever kind of magic you you want to call it, is is language. And yes. language really, really is powerful and important. Yes. And so, if, you know, if you're speaking, I know people that just always speak negatively about everything, and they're and, and, but, miserable. And where are they at? And they're, they're miserable. At? They're always they're miserable. miserable. You yep. know? And it's infectious. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, like you surround yourself with that type of person. And trust me, bro. I have those people around. But one thing I've come to realize, and I got to give this to my dad, is he told me. They either infect you or you infect them. That's a great, so, that's a good one. <laughs> and, yeah, and so you have to be strong enough to not, and and, right. and and that's that's what this book does, is it'll make you acknowledge. So like, let's say this, if somebody tells you, oh, are you going to wear that? And you're like, well, what do you mean? I, I feel good. Like, I don't, I'm going to wear it because right. that's me. They're infecting black magic on you. Right. And that's your brain's going to say and make, go make you go insecure. Right. But if you say, fuck that, I love the way I look fuck you and do your own thing, then you block that black magic and yeah. now you're all powerful. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you have to acknowledge that stuff for sure. And that's cool, man. I'm going to check that book out. Yeah. Uh, he, that, it's crazy because the West Memphis three, I've watched both documentaries and I remember, I think I've maybe met him briefly and seen him at Paul's shop. Maybe yeah, he's all but, tatted, uh, tatted up. He's yeah. like, his whole body is like crazy tattoos. So, but it's an ancient, it's a, it's a, it's a really sad and, and, interesting story you know? oh, yeah 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 it's brutal i mean i i know him personally and some of the stuff he tells me that happened to him is like how could anybody do it but he did it yeah. because he he was able to do it because he um because of this spiritual practice yeah you know meditation Amazing. and you know god and you know that's that got him through and it's like he's kind of this He's like a superhero now in a way, you know, he's oh, out, he came out and now he's all buff and he looks good and he's all tatted up and it's like, yeah. he's like the coolest guy ever now. So it's yeah, like, that's crazy. Yeah. No, nah, man. I mean, that's good for him, dude. I'm yeah, really yeah. for him because he deserves that. Oh better yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like yeah. It, that, that story can be the most depressing, horrible thing you can think of. Or if you look at how he is now, it's like the most inspiring story that someone yeah. could go through that and then get out. You know, yeah. just yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, yeah. He's he's a cool guy. Whatever. That's cool. You got it. You guys got to meet because he's yeah, a, yeah, for he, sure. You guys would get along. Um, 
Yeah, talk about the the um, Golden State Convention because I'm I'm doing yeah. that doing I've, I'm going to have a booth there and then I'm going to be taking You're the over. curator of the art yeah, show. Yeah, right? I'm curating yeah. the art show there this, this year. Dude. So that's going to be. We're cool. very honored to have you. <laughs> oh, I'm well, so excited about you, it. Man. Super excited no, about it. You're a huge uh, staple in it. You know what I mean? Like people to come by and having you there and having you painting and your artwork and I hope it does well for you. And oh you yeah, know, it does. Uh, I love it. It's a great convention. Very good, and, and the heart, hopefully the, the art show you're curating is you're, you're having fun with it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's gonna be awesome. So, it's gonna be yeah. awesome. <laughs> so what? 100%. How did how did you? Is it that's your convention, right? No, no. What it is is Marco that throws a convention. Oh, Mar- you know Marco. Yeah, Marco, yeah. And so Marco owns the convention. Oh, okay. Um, Carlos Torres is one of my best friends. You Carlos know, is so friends. awesome. Another amazing artist who's super cool and nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's seriously he's the such a sweet nicest guy. guy. He's I a know. Sweet that's what's yeah. that's what's trippy about I, I you know I relate it to the dark art scene, but it's true in the the tattoo world too. It's like there's so many great nice people. Yeah, in, in this and, and world, that's what's, that, and it's a small group. I know, I know. It's amazing. Same with the the dark art thing. It's really a trip. It's like a phenomenon that there's so many cool, not fucked up people in yeah. in one place where you'd think there would be a bunch of fucked up people. But the, you yeah, know what I mean? And we all just, I mean, we all feel like we were given like this gift, right? right like this right. like, yeah, of like life, you know, yeah, like we, yeah. we may struggle at times or may get like, you know, it gets stressful, but I mean, you wouldn't do anything else. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's fun. Oh yeah. You know? and, and having the opportunity to do things like this for yourself and creating your own world and what you view and what you want is really powerful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Torres, Torres got involved with the show and we were had we had been planning and talking about you know um, doing our own tattoo convention in in LA, mm-hmm. you know, and this was before the Golden State came around, and we had mentioned it to our friend Stefano, which Stefano's is really good friends with Marco, and he was like, hey, would you guys be interested? Like, it's Golden State's coming to LA, he's doing it in Pasadena. Instead of doing your own show, would you guys like to be involved with this show? And you know, me and Carlos are pretty busy, so we were like, yeah, fuck it, let's yeah. talk to Marco, and we talked to him, and that's why we're both hosting, because we were already going to do something else on our own. Right. So I'm really fortunate to have that connection with Carlos and Marco and Stefano, and so, um, yeah, the first year came back around. I was actually injured that year, and then you know, we did the second year, and it was really great. I had a great time, and you know, everyone was there like yourself, mm-hmm. and you know, then the the third year came and, and I was able to implement, you know, the Black Anchor Academy stuff, which is just seminars and workshops and really just to inspire people to, you know, push their own limits and, and learn from people that they might not know about. You know right, what I mean? Like right. that's that's my biggest goal is to open people's eyes to things like, you know, um, that they're not searching for because sometimes you're not searching for it, but it's exactly what you need. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so. Uh, this year, uh, we have the Black Anchor Academy with Golden State, and it's the second year. And uh, we have, like, you know, on Thursday, we have seven speakers, and, you know, they'll come in and talk. And so it, it's good. And then we teach our workshops like what we had. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really it's really cool, man. So the convention itself is really um, – it's a great collection of artists from all over and artists like yourself. And, you know, uh, one year we had the Frazetta family there selling prints and stuff. Right, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, it's so funny. I was just talking about – that on the last podcast as well, I got to meet her there because she was right across from me. It was yeah. one of the granddaughters, yep. and yeah. I was all like, you know, practically breaking down in tears. Your father meant, so, or your grandfather meant so much to me, and then I she know, started getting man. all teary eyed. It's like for sure, I didn't man. even realize how important. For I mean, I always knew for that it was like my first fav- favorite artist, yeah. 
But yeah. until you start talking to someone from the family, it was like, wow, I didn't realize it was so emotional it, for me. You know, it's pretty crazy, like seeing <laughs> the artwork and stuff, and like you know, just knowing that that's their legacy. Yeah. And it's the same thing we're talking about at the beginning of the podcast, like just being able to have that legacy. Like if she's getting teary eyed because her grandfather right. and like this beautiful stuff he created, and she's able to actually like how amazing is it that she's able to actually create a living. Right. I, yeah. Like still. Absolutely. Yeah. What a gift that that is. What a gift. You know? What a gift. And that's something that people can do in their lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. To, to their families, legacies. You know how many how many generations are you going to be able to help? Right. Know? Right. Yeah. 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 Cool. If if you you know play your cards right, you can be helping people for generations and generations and generations. You know. That's- Crazy thought. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they're raised right and they're good people. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's always the key there. But yeah, so so the Golden State is really something that I would like to take more part of. And and that's also why I'm so I'm I'm changing like my because I did, you know, I used to like just go with the flow and really just like, you know, I'd go here and there and I was buying tickets last minute and mm-hmm. partying and like you know, just doing all this stuff that was just a waste of time. So now I, I don't really drink ever, like maybe right. two, three times a year at the most. Yeah, that's how I am. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really do anything other than my family work and, and try to do art when I can. And it's made me a lot happier. So, you know, the involvement with Golden State, uh, the, the, the goal is to make it the best tattoo convention in Southern California. And I think it is. Don't, don't you yeah. think it is? I mean, I mean, I, I I think it is, but I'm such a perfectionist in a way like yourself where, <laughs> you know, it's always going to be able to be better. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, that's that's yeah. true. That's true. But I, I, I mean, as kind of like an outsider coming in, you so graciously invited me, which is, you know, I'm so happy to be a part of it. But just from that outsider view, it really was like it felt fucking top notch. Badass, you know. Man. So it's and that's Marco, man. Marco and his wife—they kill it. They do all the behind the scenes, and yeah, he's really, awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. And you know, this is one thing for your for your listeners. If, if there's any artists out there like yourself that listens to your podcast, like you know, we invite you. Like you, you know, come sell your artwork. Come get a booth. Yeah. You know, uh, whether it's you know next year because I'm pretty sure we're sold out this year. Mm-hmm. But but get a booth, man. Sell your artwork. We want you there. We want it to be something where we connect dots between different worlds. You know, I that's am. why. That's why I involved my friends like Gary from Copro and why yeah. they had that little gallery and, you know, involved, you know, other artists that we knew. And it, we, we just want it to be something. I mean, sculptors, whoever it is, right. like, yeah, yeah. they should come and sculpt there and take a booth and sell their shit. You know, yeah, it, it can it can really be like uh, uh, an extension of like a a designer con or a monster palooza type. It, sure, it, it can sure. have more of that element in there. And. And I think it's the perfect environment because I, I always tell people, man, if you're not, if you're an artist and you're not involved in the tattoo community, you're missing out on a huge chunk of money, fan base, <laughs> yeah, and collector sure. base. Because I, I've, you know, I found that um, I always say this that the tattoo collectors and tattoo artists, especially, are the biggest art lovers I've ever met. Like they're they're well, the- more into art than people that go to art shows. I've found they're like really well, sure. really into art. Well, the crazy thing is, is tattooing, like I said, is for, for our life. So it's like, we're able, it's just like, if you, you know, when you do your jobs for the movies or you mm-hmm. do your sculpture, you know, jobs that, that like gives you instant money, you know what right. I mean? Like gratification. It's, mm-hmm. you're not having to sit on it cause it's already paid for. So tattooing is a very similar work. It's like commercial work. And, you know, these guys are making well enough 
income where they're spending it on people like yourself. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And spending it on, you know, things they want. So that's the greatest part about it. And, and, and I'm really fortunate, man, for that. You know, tattooing is, man, honestly, the way I say it all the time, and I was a tattooer before I could consider myself just an artist. Now I consider myself, I just, just do art, you know, like right. whether it's tattooing or hey, painting, you're an artist, you're an artist, you know, thanks man. And, and yeah, thank <laughs> no you. No question about it. Thanks man. <laughs> and so I, um, yeah, man, I just, I, I think tattooing because it really, I wouldn't have been able to make the connections between yourself and other right. people that, that, that I know. And, you know, uh, yeah, man, I'm really grateful for it. Tattooing. If you have, if you're not involved with it, you know, you might have a stigma about tattooing, but that stigma's going away very fast yeah. and really uh, most of tattooing and the level of tattooing right now is at such a peak. I mean, every day I see a new tattooer from a different place in the world and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it is, man. It's mind blowing. It's like painting. Yeah. You know, right. You, you just, the same with painting and sculpting. Like I'm on Instagram and I'm like finding a new painter, a right, new sculptor. Right. I'm like, fuck, you know, but that's the point, man, is we inspire each other and, you know, everyone gets these egos and they feel like they're getting stuff taken away from them. But, you know, in the reality, man, we just add to each other and you got to always remember oh, that. Sure. Yeah. High tides raise all ships. Absolutely. Yeah. So, like yeah. I was saying that, that I think that's a real big reason that dark art is becoming um, considered legitimate now because of the the tattoo community. So these two, the, if, if you separate, you know, just for argument's sake, if you separate the dark art community from the tattoo community, they are, they are like brothers or sisters to each for other. Sure. You know, they're, sure, they are man. definitely linked. They're not two separate sure. worlds. And if, no, and if you've sure. never, if you've never been to a tattoo convention, go to one and you'll see for yeah. yourself. It's like, yeah. you, you will see a bunch of people like yourself yeah. there. If you're a dark sure. art fan, you know, for sure. And, and I will be doing some like ticket giveaways and stuff here soon. And, and if you know me, um, if you know anybody Chet, that you would like to give some tickets to, I have uh, tickets available for like, I think, uh, maybe Friday and Sunday. Okay. So, you know, if there's anybody you want to send, I can tell Nicole, send you a few tickets. Oh, cool. You can invite some friends, you know, it's easy right. or anybody that you think is worth checking out, yeah, you yeah. know, checking it out for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks. Of course. Anytime. <laughs> for sure. All right. Well, I'm going to end this because it w it went so well. I don't want to screw it up at the end. <laughs> and I don't want to take any more of your time. I know how busy. No, no, dude, you're, you're great. You're great. Hour, I'm, so. I'm today. Actually, I'm just heading to LA to hang out with my dad, take my kids, you know? And so, uh, I have to take kind of this time off a little slow to to kind of spend quality time with people I don't get to spend quality right, time right. with. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to take any more time no, away from that. No, you're but good. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. You made my day. You made the new year. This is airing like right after the new year. And I really wanted the, the first episode for the new year to be like a special episode. So I really appreciate you coming on. And cool. I appreciate all your help throughout the years you know you've been a big supporter of mine and given me a lot of opportunities and and uh, uh and it's just been a real honor to be your friend yeah i'm the same i feel the same man you've you've really you know helped me in my life and given me inspiration so you know if there ever is anything you need or want or you know you ever see an opportunity to do something you know um i'm always open man i, I like I like, you like new, to help people. That's for sure. I just like to, I like, you know what, man? I like a challenge. Yeah. Like I like, I figured out that like the reason I like business and, and other things like that is because I just like to create something out of nothing. Right. You know, right, and, and, yeah. and that's just art. You yeah. Know? There, you know, it's funny. You're like one of the only people I've ever known that have, has felt that way about business. And I felt, I feel the same way. It's like yeah. when you kind of start to understand business, it's, yeah. totally fun it is like a game sure. you know it, is. And it can it be is. creative yeah. like art 
It really can. Sure. And it doesn't have to work. Like you just have to create your own world. And if you're surviving dude, like, so Bob Dylan has a quote and it says, um, if a man wakes up and goes to sleep and does whatever they want in between that success. Right. And so that to me is a powerful thing. Like it's not about money. It's not about all these things. It's about, are you living right. the world and the life you want to live? Right. You and do the, you do the thing that you're meant to do that you really love and the money will follow, not yeah, the other way around, sure. you know? Of course, man. So thank you so much, brother. Yes, uh, thank you. I will see you at Golden State Excellent. and I will come by and bug you. Cool, man. <laughs> All, <laughs> All right. right well, man. thank thanks so much for coming on. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting on the Patreon. I really appreciate it. Uh, it allows us to keep this podcast going and bring you great guests such as Nico. And have, have hope you have uh, a great 2019. We're all going to have a great 2019 after this last 2018 was a bitch. So 2019 is going to be it, weird. man. 20, 2018, we're going to turn it all around. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture. I got I to gotta get my little face in here just to show. Okay. I can't be hiding myself. How do I get my face? Ah, there it is. I got a picture. Right of us. I'm going to put it out there and tell people to, to, to look for it, wait for it, and then send me whatever you need. And when you do it and post it, send me the like something and we'll post it so we can oh, okay. Excellent. get everybody to listen to this. All right. Cool. Excellent. All right. Thank you, thank, th- thank you everybody, for listening. Uh, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, have a good day, brother. Bye.